Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show. It's for you, those that work so hard for your money. And you want your money to start working harder for you right now. You want that freedom and cash flow today, not 30 or 40 years from now, but right now. So you can live that life that you love with those that you love. Most importantly, guys, it's not just about getting rich, but living a rich life. Because as you're blessed financially, you have a greater capacity to bless the lives of others. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for tuning in, sharing our show with others. Thank you for being a part of that today. And most importantly, thank you for applying these things in your life so that your life becomes that ripple effect. Hey, as a reminder, if you haven't done so already, go to iTunes. We'd love you to be able to like and subscribe and leave us a review. Please leave us a review. If this podcast has been any at all beneficial, please send us some love this way. Leave us a review. That's kind of like our little Valentine's present. So I appreciate that so much. Hey, how amazing would it be if you could create monthly cash flow, passive income from making at least double digit returns on your money and get this, it's only $1,000 or more that you need to invest. Guys, that's exactly what Secured Investment Corp does. They actually do short-term lending to real estate investors that's backed by real estate that you can actually return double digit returns on. That means 10% or better. It's also IRA friendly. And you can even reinvest those monthly distributions to create compound interest on your money too. If you want to learn more about that, go check out securedinvestmentcorp.com. That's secured, S-E-C-U-R-E-D, investmentcorp.com. All right, guys. So I want to talk about tax strategies that you shouldn't do. There are lots of tax strategies that you should do or that are often you could be taking advantage of. If you're a business owner, there are so many that you can be using and they're legitimate tax strategies. The thing that drives me nuts sometimes is when you get accountants who don't know the tax laws and if they've never heard of it before, they just automatically say, this is bad. I'm not going to do that here today. I want to talk about ones that legitimately are blacklisted. And in fact, I would even share with you that if you're going to ever look these things up, you can always go to like the IRS website. IRS website, I'll show it right here right now. They have what's called abusive and listed transactions, ones that they recognize, not even the ones they don't recognize. So we're going to talk about just two strategies. One's actually listed on here. The other one's not. It was before, but because it's legitimate, if done properly, it's not technically listed here, but there are some pretty bad things here for sure. So anyways, I want to share with you these two tax strategies that I've heard many people ask me about, and I'm going to give you some warnings of when they could be good and when they're not good, and really the ones that probably you should just not worry about. Okay. We do have previous episodes before we had one last year with John Briggs. You can look up from a year ago. That was great for some of the tax benefits you can have as a business owner. But I'm going to talk about these two. One's about conservation easement. And then the other one's about captive insurance. Now, conservation easement, if you've even heard of this, many people haven't. Conservation easement, what it is, how it was set up was that people could have property that they own. It might be land. It could be a building, maybe a building of historical significance or something like that. But the government, the IRS allowed for people to be able to donate this to write it off on their taxes. Now they can write off more than what the property is worth. If you basically do as a conservation easement, you're trying to conserve the property. It could be land that ends up being a conservation land or something like that that you give back 
to the government, and then they can decide what to do with it. It can be federal government, state or local governments. They can decide what to do with it. What's happened, though, is that there are many people that said, hey, we could take advantage of this. Let's pull our money together, buy some land or buy this particular property. And then solely, we're only buying it so they can turn around and donate it back. And we're going to ask for 10 times, 15 times what the value of the property is. So they get some valuations and they make these drastic claims. And so you'll see on the listed transactions there, they'll say anybody who's trying to pull money together, essentially do like a syndicated type of conservation easement. And then they turn around and then they try to claim more than two and a half times. Now, my experience has been that they're still okay with even about five times and under. They're going to be okay with that as long as they think the valuations are correct. But just know this, that you will be audited. Okay. You will be audited or the property, the people that are involved in that deal will be audited. It will be looked at by the IRS because it is a listed transaction. It's something that they're going to look at just to make sure you cross all your T's and dot all your I's. So my warning is this, even though it's a legitimate strategy, make sure you're using people that actually do a good job of this, know what they're doing. They know how to cross their T's and dot their I's. They're not just trying to make a quick buck or just getting super excited and greedy. Okay. I'll tell you that the contact that we've had for some of our clients in the past has done these and done a great job and has passed those audits. But even he has seen lately where because the tax code, some of it's still up in the air, he's even stopped trying to do this. He even just said, you know what, until some of these things get figured out on the tax code side of things, I'm not even doing a single deal right now. So just be aware that those that are looking at this are saying, no, maybe not. There is another alternative to the conservation easement, which is called fee simple. There's less boxes that check off for the IRS to be able to qualify as a good deal. And so that one was one he was using as well. But just know that if you're looking to get four times or more of a write-off of this money, and people would do this, by the way, because you do donate this investment. So say you put $50,000 in this property, you donate it, you get that four times the write-off. That means you get a $200,000 tax deduction off your actual ordinary income. Now that's only good if your tax rate is above that 25%. Otherwise it doesn't make sense because that 50,000 is gone. Like you're essentially doing that 50,000 because you're hoping that the 200,000 you pay taxes on, say that with federal tax and or state tax, let's just say you have a third of it going to taxes. Well, that means about $67,000 of that money would go to the IRS anyways. But if you do this strategy, that means you're only paying 50,000, saving you 17,000 in taxes. Make sense? So again, your tax bracket has to be higher than that. So this is typically a strategy that usually people, if they, they have incomes of at least, I'd say 400,000 or more per year, then this might make sense. So that's that one. That's conservation easements. The other tax strategy I hear a lot of people talk about, especially I've seen some financial guys out there talking about it, is captive insurance or the 831B captive insurance. Why do they do this? Well, first, let me explain what it is. Really, what all you're doing is you're creating an insurance company that's a separate entity from your business. You're not creating inside of your business. You're just having your business that also will own a separate entity, which is this insurance company. So instead of you paying premiums to any third-party insurance provider, whether it's for health insurance, whether it's for your liability insurance or whatever it might be, you just pay these premiums to yourself or your parent company will pay the premiums to your insurance company, this captive insurance company. This is typically only good if you have profits of at least a million per year in your business. If it's less, it doesn't really usually make sense. But here's what people have been saying. Even if you don't have that, a lot of times people that are out there preaching this thing, it's amazing. They'll say, oh, set it up. It's amazing. It's incredible because all those premiums you pay in, you're paying this cash into this captive insurance company that you don't have to just spend. Like the cash is accumulating and growing inside of there. 
And that's all a write-off off of your taxes. So you get a write-off all those premiums, all that money you're putting into that insurance company. And then if you decide to pull out later, if you got some profits or whatever it is, you just pay capital gains tax. So you'll pay less tax on the back end. So amazing strategy to use. You'll save yourself 50% in taxes, half your money in taxes is what they'll claim. Okay, first and foremost, IRS does have this a legitimate strategy. It does work for companies that actually this makes sense for. And you can, of course, look that up and see what it is. There are people that set these up. They do a good job. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there teaching that this is the strategy to use. I remember I was in a real estate mastermind meeting. And of course, there's a lot of business owners that are making into the millions with their businesses. So this one guy says, I just learned about this cool strategy. He was going to present it to the group. He's like, it's called captive insurance. And here's how it works. And he's talking about how it, it's all working. Mid conversation or mid in his presentation, a guy stops him, another friend of mine who his business does about a hundred million a year. And he said, hold on, stop right there. Like I set up a captive insurance company for my business and it was a nightmare, horrible nightmare. We got audited. We lost, we ended up paying a ton of money in taxes. It was not worth it at all. Like that strategy has been overused, overdone. IRS is onto it and it's not worth the pain and torture. And it kind of took the wind out of that guy's sails. He was so excited and then pfft, done. He was done with. And then even another guy piped in that was leading that facilitation. He's like, I know about this as well. Not as good as you think it is. Again, there's so many little ifs, thens, and buts that go along with it. So again, both of these strategies are legitimate tax strategies. You can use these, but understand this is that they got to be used in the proper context. They got to be set up the right way. And for the, I'd say 99 plus percent of you, don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about this at all. Okay. This is not worth it. It's not worth doing those kind of things. There are much easier ways to get tax deductions. There are much better ways to do it that are legitimate and are not going to give these listed transactions where you're going to have to deal with the IRS. You don't need all that pain and torture. Just those kind of distractions can cost you more money. So let's talk about a few strategies. I'm just going to throw this in after all, because we've got a little bit of time here. Let's talk about some of the strategies that do work. Now, if you're a W-2 employee, you're already saying, Chris, I don't have a business. What do I do? Number one, you can get a side hustle. You can get a side business. You can set something up that can allow you to be able to write things off. Here's the one big question you got to ask yourself is, can I be using any of these expenses as a business expense? How about my phone? How about my utilities? How about my office space? Hey, I'm in my home right now. We're using this setup for that very reason. Can we be using that to be able to write off? Looking at those kind of things, really looking at in depth of what's an actual legitimate business write-off. What am I using for business? How about your car? What about mileage and things like that? How about paying your children? Do you realize you can pay your children 12,000 a year? They pay zero taxes. Well, if you're already paying for possibly thousands of dollars for clothing, extracurricular activities like sports or hobbies and things like that, why not pay them this way? And indirectly, you're able to get a tax write-off on those activities. You don't write off those activities. That's not cool. That's not legit. But you are paying them to then have them pay for their own things. That saves you cash, allowing you to be able to grow your money faster. There are things even where you can use, I can lease the space, for example. You know, I've brought camera crews in here and we've leased the space. I'll have Money Ripples pay Chris Miles for the space of it, but I won't exceed beyond about 12, 13 days out of the year where I do that. Why? Because there's the rule, the Augusta rule that says if you can rent out your place for 14 days or less and pay zero tax on that, zero passive income tax on that money. And if you go beyond 14 days a year, guess what? You get pay normal rental passive income tax. That's still better than ordinary income tax, but you can say, hey, I can pay for one day's use of this property and be able to write it off. I can save myself thousands a year in taxes because of that. 
So again, there's so many legitimate ways. If you're a W-2 employee and you don't want to have to have a side hustle or side business, another option, which is still technically a kind of a side business, is becoming a real estate professional. Now, if you already have real estate properties, maybe you personally manage them, even better. You got Airbnbs, maybe you got some short-term rentals. Great. If your hours can exceed at least 750 hours a year, and that's also more than whatever you're working on the side, that's important. Now, if you have a W-2 job where you're working 40 hours a week or roughly about 2,000 hours per year, you're going to have to work 2,000 hours and one as a real estate professional to be able to become a real estate professional. So if you're working full-time, this is usually not a good option. But if you have maybe a partner or a spouse that is working part-time or maybe not working at all, maybe they're a stay-at-home parent, great. Well, what if we can get them all those hours, get them in charge of your real estate business, and then those losses that you get from your properties, which you could take a lot more losses because it's like a business expense, now you're able to use that to your advantage and actually offset your active income that you're getting from your job. So that's another way you can actually do it. Again, so many great legitimate strategies you can use. You don't have to go for these super sexy ones like captive insurance or conservation easements, especially if it doesn't apply for your situation. You want to make sure it applies for you and it's done the correct way. So guys, this is my general advice. It, do not let taxes be the reason why you do or do not do anything. Don't let that be the sole reason. There has to be other reasons for it. There's no reason to spend a dollar to save 30 or 40 cents, okay? It just doesn't make sense. You're not supposed to just try spending everything. And by the way, don't do what one friend of mine has done where he's saying, I can write off all my underwear. I write off everything. I pay everything out of pocket. Okay, IRS will call bull on that and you will get audited at some point, okay? Don't do those kind of things. If anything, this episode is for the IRS to say, thank you, Chris, this was awesome. But I also want this to be for you is that there are legitimate tax strategies that are there. Whether your accountant knows it or not, they're there, okay? Now, I do tell you as this final advice, seek your accountant, seek a professional in this arena. I'm not an accountant, I'm not a CPA. I just happen to know some great strategies that have worked for myself and many of our other clients. Some things that save people sometimes, in some cases, tens of thousands a year in taxes just because they know what to do. You might set up the right corporation sometimes can be enough to, be able to make it work for you. So my advice to you is seek advice, seek that counsel, seek a good CPA or an accountant that understands these things and can help you proactively plan and do that. You have a passive accountant, I would probably recommend firing them and finding a new one. You want to have a good CPA. Our clients already know that they've got a variety of CPAs they can use that have already understand these strategies. They don't have to teach it to them. They already know it. They just have to figure out how to implement it. So anyways, guys, if you have any questions for us, of course, you're looking to save more taxes in your own situation, especially if you're a business owner, man, there might be some major ways we can help save you some money as well as help you create passive income too. Reach out to us at moneyripples.com. Make it a wonderful day, guys. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.